0: Well, we are so fortunate to have Purdue University and the staff in the Ag Department, one of the most highly respected programs in the entire U.S., right here in our state. And most of all, the access to the staff through programs, in-field trials, and informational field days with experts like Purdue plant pathologist Darcy Talenko joining the conversation now. Darcy, as always, thanks for lending your advice and a few minutes to talk about plant health problems we might face here in 2023. A post recently stated that The tar spot cost U.S. Farmers $770 million in lost yield last year in 2022, and that's not including the cost of fungicide management. (laughs) Tar spot started kind of creeping into the state a few years ago, about the time you were just coming on board with Purdue, and here we go again, another year, and the battle continues. But I was particularly interested in knowing more about your tar spot and fungicide survey. What I'm getting is you're looking for input from farmers and crop specialists?
1: Yes, as we move into 2023, um, we're definitely interested in if, if our growers, particularly in Indiana, but in other states, you can reach out to your extension specialists there as well. But we're interested in, in documenting when the disease first starts. So if you think you have it, it would be great for you to send a sample in to us. The Purdue Plant Pest Diagnostic Lab will take those samples and I'm covering the cost again this year for Indiana growers to send those samples in for us to try to track it. So if we find it in the field early enough, it'll help us in, make an informed decision of whether we need to put a fungicide out to try to protect against the disease for this season.
0: Yeah, Now last I heard there were still no known cures for tar spot, but at least a better understanding of climate conditions that exacerbate it. So talk more about management.
1: Yep. So we know generally it's it's those years where the disease starts end of July, early August. That's the way we've been finding it, where we know we need to protect the crop. We know we have a, a large number of fungicides that we can use to protect the crop. Here in Indiana, almost much of our work has shown that you know going out with a tassel silk spray to almost R2 gets us the best protection uh, for tar spot. If we look at last year, it was relatively dry. We came out with a really dry May, June, and that shut the disease down. So actually, as you reported, those losses um, in Indiana those were actually lower for last year than they were in the previous year when we had a severe epidemic in 2021. Again, I can't, I don't have a crystal ball to predict what the weather is going to be like. No. Um, but I know <laughs> that high relative humidity is what drives this. As long as we have leaf wetness there, um, that's what's really going to drive yeah. the disease. So we're going to watch what June does, and if it starts getting a lot of high humidity, lots of rains bring in that humidity, then we'll see if the disease takes off. So we're trying to track it. So we know where we normally find it at first. So we're out there scouting as soon as we get corn up out of the ground to keep an eye on that. But we do know those fungicides can protect if timed appropriately. Um, I've been in fields where if the disease gets out of hand, you know, we may not be able to catch up with the fungicide. So We do try to put out tools to inform you when we think it's active, so uh, definitely utilize those tools. My website and uh, other resources are available that'll try to keep the, the state informed of when the disease is going to be active.
0: Yeah, well, good point about the Purdue Plant Pest Diagnostic Lab as well. You know, if you, you're not quite sure, you think maybe it's a really good idea to take advantage of that. Okay, let's turn our attention toward wheat. The windshield survey says our wheat is some of the best looking stuff in the entire U.S. Not hard to do in the rest <laughs> of the nation's wheatest such crap, but how do you rate ours right now?
1: I would say we're the wheat looks relatively good. I was actually out this morning, so I was inoculating plots to try to get scab so we can evaluate fungicides for that. So we're um, here in central Indiana. We're in that flowering stage, that anthesis stage. Mm-hmm. So this is the critical point for if you're worried about fusarium headlight. And this is the critical point to think about putting out a fungicide to protect that. The good news, when I look at the at the models that are predicting scab, we're still on the low side. The risk is low. So the weather conditions haven't been conducive mm-hmm. uh, for scab, but I do know, you know fungicides They're going to go out to try to protect it just in case there's that slight change in in weather that might occur. But this is that time frame at the flowering, the anthesis time frame when we need to protect against scab. So in the southern Indiana, we're past that. that We sprayed our wheat plots down there in Vincennes about uh, three weeks ago. Um, so that crop I, I think is probably getting ready to start to turn as mm-hmm. the, the seeds mature. So now then if you're seeing a maturing crop, now is the time then to get out and look and see if there's there's any issues there in, in those seed heads for looking for scab or other foliar diseases.
0: Yeah. When you mention weather, what what are you on the lookout for based on the weather pattern that we've had so far?
1: Well, it would be the moisture conditions and the cooler temperatures, and we haven't oh, really yeah. had that the last couple of weeks. We've had these 80-degree dry days, and we've had some rain come through, so it might have spiked a little risk in some areas, but then there are areas that didn't get that rainfall. So I'd say that wheat in general, the plots I was in today are really clean, so I suspect we may come off with a good good wheat yield. And I know, I think I've heard that the wheat acreage is up here in Indiana as, as compared to previous years.
0: Yeah, boy, you'll look at some of it. It just looks really strong and healthy, and uh, boy, it would just be a real tragedy to have uh, any kind of issue. I've also heard you mention in the past about leaf rust, any of that in the wheat crop?
1: So I, I was looking to, I didn't find any in central Indiana in our plots. Um, there is a national program that is monitoring that. I do see that some of my counterparts in southern United States, those southern states, have shown some different wheat rusts coming in their their wheat. So just keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Um, I would say, again, if you see it and you want to let us know and you can send us a sample, the clinic will gladly take them and that helps us track the diseases as well. So... Um, again, right now, I think we're relatively low and clean, but who knows what the next couple of weeks will bring.
0: Yeah. Well, again, real good point, And uh, thanks for bringing that up. Purdue Plant Pest Diagnostic Lab. If you have any question at all, that's the place to go. Darcy Telenko, Purdue University plant pathologist. As always, thanks for your wisdom, your insights. We really appreciate your time.
1: It's great joining you today. Podcasts by Federated Media.